Hello, dear listener. I forgot to say at the beginning of the show that, yes, this is about monkeypox. The information and advice and research is still emerging. I'm recording this on the 29th of June. So if you are listening to this a few in a few weeks' time, some of the things here that I'm... Some of the facts and info I'm giving you here might have changed. So just double check by clicking on some of the clicking on the notes, clicking on the notes, clicking on some of the links I put in the notes, just to double check if it's if it's in a few weeks' time. Because obviously I can't go back and re-edit podcasts. Okay, so just bear that in mind if it's uh, in a few weeks' time. All right, hope you find this stuff useful. Okay, ciao. Hello and welcome to Culture Sex Relationships with me, Justin Hancock. Uh, so I thought, you know, I am a sex educator. Uh, I thought I'd better talk about monkeypox. Um, I think basically, so this episode is basically, well, it's based on an article that I've written for Bish and then an article that I've also uh, kind of turned in, I've turned that article at Bish into an article for Mashable, uh, which hopefully will be out soon, shortly. And basically I just wanted to make a chilled and informative guide for people to help people to kind of... Um, worry about this adequately, like to worry enough about this, because there's been a lot of worry this week about that. So I'm going to go through what is monkeypox, what are the signs and symptoms, how it's transmitted, um, what the effects are, and also um, what we can do about it, like safer sex, what to do, and also what to do if we get symptoms. Um, it's all pretty chill. Obviously, there are no pictures, <laughs> uh, but actually, this might be a, an occasion where it might be useful for you to look at some pictures just to see what some of the common symptoms are looking like. Um, so, I've got a link to my article at Bish in the show notes where you can go and do that and look at it. So, I'm going to be a bit reading this out, but also just having a few side notes here and there and having a little bit of a rant, as is my want. Um, I hope you find it useful. So, there's a lot in the news about monkeypox at the moment, and some people might be panicking, and other people might have their hands over their ears. The first documented cases in the UK were in May, so we're still learning about the virus, how serious it is, how it's transmitted, what effect it's having, and also who is most at risk. So don't panic, and don't run away. Here's what you need to know in a chilled and informative guide. What is monkeypox? Monkeypox is a virus which was originally discovered in 1958 in monkeys. Uh, There have been outbreaks in Central and Western Africa in the last few years, but these have been cases where the outbreaks are from animals to humans. Uh, Squirrels, often, apparently. Um, The reason it's in the the news now is that monkeypox is being acquired via human-to-human contact, which hitherto wasn't typical. Outbreaks happening around the world, but particularly in the UK, Europe, the US... And Canada. Uh, the virus has only infected a relatively small number of people. The UK has one of the biggest outbreaks and we still have a total number of under a thousand cases since reporting began in May. So total number of under 3,000 cases. In the US is under 5,000 at the time of writing. So being sensible and informed is the way to go. Right? So it's just good to be aware of the signs and symptoms and what to do about it in order to contain the outbreak. So that's what we're doing at the moment. And this information, this uh, what I'm doing now as a form of outreach, just informing people means that we can be more aware of it and that might contain the virus more effectively. At the moment, it seems to mostly be affecting gay and bisexual men, like really mostly. Um, so... Um, 
So it's affecting the networks of people who have sex with each other and possibly the people they might live with. So sexual health services are reaching out to sexually active gay and bi men and men who have sex with men, particularly those who have had a new sexual partner recently and, and also in geographic areas or venues where monkeypox has been more prevalent. Uh, it's just best practice to protect the network of people who currently are most likely to get the virus. Um, so, for example, in the UK, uh, most of the cases, by far the majority of cases that have happened um, so far, have uh, been found in London. So, you know, so obviously London Sexual Health Services are working really hard to both do outreach and also contact tracing, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um to find, uh, to find folk who may have uh, come into contact with the virus. Side note, it's not homophobic or biphobic for health agencies and educators to share this information and to target gay and bi men. To ignore who is currently affected by the virus and not allocate these resources appropriately would be homophobic and biphobic. The part of the AIDS crisis that was homophobic and biphobic were governments ignoring the virus for so long and then when they and the right-wing press finally started to pay attention, they then blamed gay and bi men and also sex workers and also uh, people who use drugs intravenously for their behaviour in causing the disease. Okay, So this, what we're doing at the moment, is actually learning from that, that we are actually targeting uh, folk who have it and uh, targeting folk who might be at risk of having it, uh, triaging, using our resources and directing them effectively um, that's just good public health it's good sexual health public health behavior having said that in the largest yes in the largest study of the uh, current outbreak so which i'm referring to a lot in this uh, podcast and in my article it's by the uh, it was published it's called monkeypox virus infection in humans across 16 countries uh, April to June 2022. Uh, it's published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, it's pretty, um, it seems pretty authoritative to me. And also is backed up by another paper written in uh, London by London, uh, by uh, London Sexual Health uh, folk as well. Uh, I'll put links to this, to these papers uh, in the show notes. Uh, so in this, uh, so in the study, um, the author's right. Although the current outbreak is disproportionately affecting gay or bisexual men and other men who have sex with men, it can affect anyone. We identified nine heterosexual men with monkeypox. That, and so that's just important to know. At the moment, it's mostly affecting gay and bi men, but um, the vast majority are gay and bi who have, uh, who have it, but it's not just not only. Uh, there may also be some underreporting of symptoms for people who have less contact with sexual health services generally. Um, so a lot of the, the folk who um, have found to have found to have monkeypox were also already seeing sexual health services because they were already managing, for example, HIV. Um, but also, uh, sexual health services are very good at, re at doing outreach and maintaining relationships with folk who need to use the services. So again, it's just sensible for us to be informed about monkeypox and also to inform each other so we know what to look out for in order that we can help prevent the spread of this. So what are the signs of monkeypox? So historically, the signs of the kinds of symptoms to look out for have been a fever, an intense headache, swelling of the lymph nodes, also known as glands, uh, in the neck, but also particularly in the groin. And people in the current outbreak have been finding... Um, 
uh, like generally painful kind of groin or around the inguinal canal. Um, Back pain, probably related to that. Uh, Muscle aches, lack of energy. And then rashes on the face, which might spread to the hands, mouth or genitals or the anus, uh, followed by or, or as well as blisters or a blister that fills up, dries out and then eventually scabs over and falls off. Um, mostly it's not a serious virus and people will usually recover by themselves within two to four weeks. However, the symptoms aren't pleasant and occasionally might require hospitalisation to treat painful effects. Historically, there have been fatalities from monkeypox, but this outbreak appears to be milder. And we do have a vaccine for smallpox, which would work for this. And it's now being rolled out to the people who need it most. Um, so you will uh, you'll be um, so if you need it most, it might be worth you contacting. If you're in one of the most at-risk groups, it might be worth you contacting uh, sexual health service. Um, or they might also just contact you, particularly if they're doing contact tracing. In this outbreak, the latest research, again, this paper from the New England Journal of Medicine, the, uh, the latest research suggests that it's blisters and rashes that are the most common symptoms, or the ones that are leading people to um, seek out sexual health service, to tr- seek out treatment. They are mostly on or around the genital area and around the anus too. They can also be found inside the anus, in the mouth, and at the back of the throat. Uh, So as well as being on the penis, obviously, as I mentioned before. Um, There might be a few of these blisters, rashes, or sores. Sometimes they're called lesions. It's hard to describe this, but, you know, um, like blisters. Um, But uh, often there have just been one, okay? And uh, how those blisters uh, look. Well, if you want to see, again, there are some chill pictures that I've included in the the article that I linked to for my website for over 14s. Um, affected people might also go on to experience pain in the rectum and or a sore throat, and I guess also uh, pain in the genital area as well. How is it transmitted? Public health officials think that it's spread by close personal contact rather than from sexual fluids. Though we're not certain about this yet, we don't know. But this means that any kind of sexual or intimate contact might put someone at risk of getting it, even if they're wearing a condom. So historically, we know that monkeypox is not spread between e- spread easily between people, but it can be spread by close skin contact with someone with an outbreak, sharing towels or bedding with someone with an outbreak, breathing in the droplets of someone with an outbreak. And as you can see, most kinds of in-person sex involve these things. The vast majority of people, 95%, who have acquired monkeypox, again, according to this latest study, which came out seven days ago, um, uh, think that they have got it from having sex. Where the symptoms occur, it suggests that it's sexual activities, such as oral oral and anal sex, that might be the route for the virus to enter the body. Because the blisters and rashes can appear on the mouth, hands, legs, uh, and the body, um, this means, as well as penis and anus, and around the genital area. This means that other forms of non-penetrative sex, for example, kissing, handjobs, grinding, fucking between legs, may also carry some risk. We don't know if it's contracted by sexual fluids, e.g. jizz. I just wanted to say the word jizz. Uh, But it's seeming likely that it's acquired by exposure to a blister, rash or sore. So there are some similarities between the signs of monkeypox and other signs of STIs, and the latest research suggests that some people getting monkeypox are also getting an STI too. So 29% of people 
uh, in the study with monkeypox also had an STI. What to do if you have monkeypox symptoms? If you have had any of these symptoms, then it's best to get in touch with a local sexual health service. In the UK, you can call the NHS on 111, or you can call your doctor or local sexual health service. The general advice seems to be, call us first, don't come in until we ask you, until we ask you to. So, um, stay at home, basically. Uh, in the US, the CDC has information about this as well. They're the, they're the place to go to if you're listening from the US. Uh, if you have mild symptoms, you may just be advised to stay at home and self-isolate until you're no longer infectious. This usually means waiting until any blisters have gone and healed, but it's important to get advice from your doctor or health advisor about that. For more serious symptoms, you might be prescribed medicines to help relieve pain, and in some cases this might require a hospital visit. You may also be offered a vaccine. Again, that vaccine is being rolled out, um, so you might be offered one, again, like I was saying, if you're an at-risk group. Um, and you've not been offered one, you might want to contact your local sexual health service. In the UK, all treatment is free and confidential. A key part of the UK's response to this virus, uh, to this virus outbreak, is to do what is known as contact tracing, where the staff, often health advisors at these clinics, will try to get in touch with anyone who has had a close contact with someone who is infected. Like many other services in the UK, sexual health services have been heavily affected by budget cuts and pointless reorganisations over the last 12 years. Thank you, Tories. Um, sexual health services have been really, really struggling and no one pays attention to anything, to sex education, sexual health services. And you know why? Because it's to do with sex. I'll come on to that. I'll have a rant about this in a second. Um, but yeah, so also at the beginning of uh, COVID, um, these contact tracers in various parts of the country were were put to work in doing contact tracing for COVID. Um, and it's an incredibly skilled and important uh, job requiring a lot of care and sensitivity and they don't get enough credit. So shout out to everyone working in sexual health services um, and also those doing um, outreach work for them. Safer sex. So the safest thing to do is to avoid sexual or close intimate contact with people if you have any symptoms. It's just good to try and chat with any sexual partners about whether you or they have had any symptoms lately before having sex. So the virus is still pretty uncommon, but it's just about being sensible. <clears throat> you could just send a simple text with a screenshot of the symptoms and say, hey, just to let you know, I've not had any of these lately. How about you? And I think it's just really good to try to our sex education has not equipped us to, to be as matter of fact about this. I mean, you know, I teach this, so I feel like I can be quite matter of fact about this. But our sex education just doesn't give us the vocabulary, the ability to communicate. And also, you know, often when we talk about sexual health and safer sex, we don't talk about the importance of communication. Like, that's the single most important thing we can do to practice safer anything, you know. It's also the single most important thing to do to practice safer and more consensual anything. <clears throat> and too little attention is paid to how to do it. So um, <clears throat> a good way to do it is just to 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 co-create it and to say, hey, you know, and to be active about it and say, hey, I've not had any of these, so I feel like good to go. Or just like we did with COVID, you know, I had a test three days ago, it came out negative, I don't have any symptoms or I've not had any symptoms for ages or I had it, you know, I had Omicron the other week, so it's highly unlikely I've got it. We can apply some of those things that we learned about COVID just to talking about sexual health risks. And actually, we just need to do it as like a chill, matter-of-fact thing anyway, particularly if we just have a new partner. Um, and also, you know, for other sexually transmitted infections, we can get checkups. 
uh, if we want to. And that's quite easy to get those. You just get them sent to your door. Although often, you know, usually, obviously getting a sexual health uh, test sent to your door is um, not as accessible for some people as others. Some people might want, might not want such things to be sent through the post to them and might not have enough privacy to do those in which case sexual health services in the uk are free and confidential and really nice and um there might be you know most uh most uh certainly all cities have them and most towns have them as well um okay so <clears throat> if you're in one of the social networks again networks of people fucking each other or having sex with each other if you're in one of those networks of people that are most affected by the virus so um or if you know someone who knows someone or you know you know of people who have had it it's even more important to have these kinds of you know matter of fact chats you know trying to be chill but informative um even among sexually active gay and bi men, it's still not super common, but it's just wise to be watchful. So if you're hosting events, you could ask people not to come. If they have any symptoms of monkeypox, you could publicise the monkeypox uh, information um, about signs and symptoms, just like we might do if we suspect we have COVID symptoms too. Also, if you're offered a vaccine for monkeypox, it's probably a good idea to accept it uh, because it will lower your risks of getting ill. Um Although, as I say, it seems so far that this uh, outbreak of the virus is milder than other forms of monkeypox. But again, still early days. Uh, the kinds of things that might prevent STIs like condoms and non-penetrative sex might not be as effective for monkeypox. However, they can't hurt. So if you find using condoms um, easy enough to do, you might want to use them more at the moment. Um, maybe for any, certainly for any you know, obviously anything involves penises. You could also use um, condoms as dams as well by cutting them in half lengthways and laying them over what area you might want to lick. Obviously, there's very little we can do if someone's got um, a blister or a lesion in their mouth and if you want to snog them, safer snogging is kind of harder to do. Um, but, you know, we all just have to manage our own risks. And if someone doesn't have any symptoms from... Uh, of uh, of monkeypox i've been through the symptoms list and he snogs them it's still unlikely that you'll get it because the numbers of people we don't have tremendous numbers of people who have it at the moment but that's just where we are at the moment and again this is a podcast so if you're listening to this in a few weeks time which you know a lot of people do this might all be out of date i probably should have said that more at the beginning <laughs> uh, but um just bear that in mind um uh yeah so using a condom might offer some kinds of uh, protection or um and um, but these are some of the precautions we could just be taking all the time too safer sex is not just about stis but of all the illnesses and other harms that we might be causing or that people might cause us so let's just be sensible and communicate with each other and i've got loads more advice about how to do that at bish my website for over 14s um and i'll link to that in the show notes as well i just also want to talk about worry as well um you know, when monkeypox came, uh, what was the first being talked about, um, a lot of people were accusing people like me of scaremongering when I was just sharing information about it, uh, which is obviously very silly. Um, it's just informing people. But I get it. You know, we've all had a lot to worry about over the last few years. And, um, you know, I'm not going to list them all. COVID is obviously one of the big ones. But it's like we have a bit of like a kind of a societal chronic worry at the moment and so it's understandable that our first instinct might be just to put a hand up and push it away and think not today satan okay and i get that but 
that's an affective response, right? That's not feeling a feeling, okay? That's just affect, that's just response, okay? That's like a, maybe it's like a kind of a, 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 a stress response. But really, worry is a very useful emotion. It's one of the useful emotions, okay? Like we talked about, like Megdon and I talked about when we talk about ang- talked about anger and sadness and something that um, Meg John continues to talk about and uh, did an amazing feeling at Zine about uh, how, to, their, how to stay with your feelings, Zine, um, over at their website, Rewriting the Rules. Or if you just Google Rewriting the Rules, you find their website, or Google Meg John Barker, that's, you find their website. Um, so worry or uh, having a fear about something it isn't just this kind of stress reaction or a kind of uh, this kind of affective reaction it is a, a useful emotion it is the um i need to be concerned about something like there is someone to protect uh, uh either myself or other people or you know broader communities so it's a useful emotion that we need to tune into and it's it's about it's about giving us the the opportunity to find out about the thing that we need to worry about see what steps we need to take and then that helps us helps protect us and then when we do those things the worry goes away i know this sounds a bit kind of straightforward but i feel like it's just something that it's just useful just to remember sometimes that actually worry is a really important emotion and it's something that we can do so when it comes to monkeypox it might be for the first couple of times you hear about it you were like oh not today satan and then you put your hand up and you're like scroll past this or no 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 i'm not paying attention to this um but when you can you know just notice the very beginnings of that you know to use the pema children kind of activity of can you just notice the very very first instinct of throwing something away so if you were literally to put your hand up can you just notice the first moment you think oh, i'm going to put my hand up and which way your head might turn you know if this was like a um if this affective response was something which was happening to you physically what would that look like and can you just see the very beginnings of that and maybe when if you can see the beginnings of it and just catch it maybe that might maybe you could just take a breath and think okay am i ready to find out more about this today obviously if you've listened to this podcast so far you've already worried enough about it to listen to it but i think it's just useful to have the, to, to kind of incorporate these practices and to think well do i actually need to worry about this what is the thing i need to know where do i get my information from what are the things that i'm doing and then just to have an appropriate good enough level of worry um, about these kinds of things in order that we can ex- in, because this is expansive if we worry about the appropriate things that we can that we should be worrying about to help protect us and other people then obviously that increases um, our capacity for joy increases our capacity for you know other emotions that we might like to sit with even more so just increases our capacity for more more of everything else okay more of the good stuff so let's not not worry just let's worry but also let's not panic and just speaking about that i think the reason why a lot of people might be panicking this week maybe you know is that the news is kind of covering it in this kind of the news is having to do these two things right and the news isn't very good at this uh, generally speaking but it's like we have to see this happening on two levels there are there's worry for individuals there are things that we can worry about that i've just talked about but also when the world health organization is saying you know this is an emergency right obviously to us as individuals that sounds terrifying but what they're trying to communicate is look 
it's an emergency at a government level. Like we need to be doing these structural things with contact tracing and outreach work and information. Get cracking, get on it is what they're saying, right? And so they're encouraging structures, governments, health agencies to take this seriously. But that message then filters down to us because it's all very, because um, media is very flat now. You know, and there aren't enough people, you know, I guess there aren't enough people like me or people doing the kind of health promotion stuff in between to say, look, these are the things that we need to tease apart. So I think that's what's been happening uh, with discourse this week. But the issue is, is that, you know, when we have that kind of worry, it's like, well, I'm not going to pay attention to this and then it will all blow over. And then I'm not going to worry about that ever again. And actually, that's not the correct response because, you know, it's a thing that we need to be paying attention to in order that we share the information about it, we keep ourselves and other people safe, and we limit the impact of the infection. We limit the impact of the virus, right? That's This is what we're meant to be doing. This is what outreach is. So it's just about being watchful and mindful and appropriately worrying. And that's all we should be doing. Right. Uh, if you want to chat about this uh, with uh, me and other listeners, you can via our Discord, which you can access if you become a patron of the show, patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. Uh, from just a pound a month, you get extra shows. So I, ha- I have actually been doing quite a lot of extra shows. I just haven't promoted them. I'm terrible at marketing. Um, but <laughs> I've been doing a reading series from our book, uh, Enjoy Sex, How, When, and If You Want To. I am going to do some other uh, exclusive uh, Patreon content, including... Uh, oh, I'm going to keep it as a surprise. I've got something as a surprise lined up. Um, uh, and also... But also, you'll just be supporting the show. So just from... If you can spare a quid a month at the moment, I'd uh, be really grateful if you can support the show. And also, you get extra stuff and you can chat with me about it. And also, you can send in questions um, via the Patreon service... Uh, service? Message thing. And also... Um, that I might read out on the show and and uh, anonymously and answer, or you can suggest topic ideas as well. In fact, please suggest topic ideas because <laughs> that's the the hardest thing is coming up with ideas for what to talk about. And the last thing I need to say as well is that if you want to find out about all my projects, go to justinhancock.co.uk. You can see all the other sex education stuff I do, including training courses for practitioners. But I also now offer a coaching service for the general public, general adult audience, you, dear listener. So if you want to chat with me over Zoom um, about anything uh, to do with sex and relationships and you, basically, and have like a chat and have some me give you some one-to-one advice i can do that i've also been training in solution focused uh counseling well solution focused coaching so we can have a uh, a structured solution focused chat which is um i might talk about this at another time but um it's an amazingly effective uh um model of working and um if you if you google it solution focused brief therapy you'll see that it's incredibly effective for lots and lots of different things uh, but if you just want to generally chat about me about being more confident about something or something that you know you're maybe you're repeating a pattern or you're feeling a bit stuck uh, you want relationships to be a bit better or you know you want work to be a bit better or something then you can hit me up for a session or two and um, yeah I've got a sliding scale uh, for if you're well off you can give me more money if you're middle off you can give me less money and if you're really skin i'll do um i can do 
a uh, I can do a free or very very low cost session. So get in touch via justinhancock.co.uk. All right then. Until next time. Bye. Try then. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love to chat with you. Okay. Bye then. Try. Bye. Bye.